Hey, what's up, guys? This is Jordan Anderson, and welcome to the audio podcast. I've converted my vlogs into sound for your convenience and your enjoyment. There. Excellent. Okay. What is up, guys? Thanks for watching. Yet again, take two on this live stream. Um, I want to talk today about the NAB show that's going on right now in Las Vegas, 2017. Today was the official start of it. Uh, it was the day that we all got released for now into the public. We can go onto the floor, actually meet the manufacturers of these camera, camera technologies, lighting, all that stuff, and we can finally, uh, you know, get our hands on some of the gear and actually start putting it out in the news. Um, I think the audio is still good. Um, so let's start uh, with a camera that was a while back. Um, Guys, if you're on Facebook Live, hang on, let me give some Facebook love. If you're on Facebook Live, if you also want to open up a new tab, you can go to youtube.com slash valleyfilmsco, and you can watch the live stream, and you can see, like, all the uh, the screenshots and what have you. I'll be doing, like, screenshots in here. All right. Just got to give some, like, quick Facebook Live love. Okay. So, let's start with the camera that, uh... They were talking about, whoops, whoa, whoa, all right, okay, all right, screen, okay, screen's freaking out. Um, let's go with the, let me get, make sure this is, because uh, I feel like this is not, whoa, come on, guys, all right, this is, Almost. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. So let's uh let's switch over to the A nine, the Sony A nine. It's a mirrorless camera. Um. So they have the Sony A seven and the Sony A seven R, Sony A seven S, Sony A seven S two, a Sony A Alpha R2, they came out with 4K in the second line, so now they've kind of pushed it all up into the Sony Alpha 9 series. It's still a mouthful, it's really still, it's, it's a bad name, but it's a cool camera so far. Um, they have net, it's still 24.2 megapixels for a full frame sensor. Uh, the ISO is 204,000, which is still super insane. They still have the five-axis uh, stabilization, so that the the chip inside is just you know still stabilized. All the axis tilt, yaw, roll, everything. It's like a super smooth shot, and that's I think they call that like Sony Steady Shot. They have still Ultra HD 4K, and I believe they can still output to 4K. Um, internally, you can record 4K, which is nothing new from the Alpha, the A7. R and S Mark II series. Um, it's a uh, yeah. So there's nothing new on that. What they have brought out new is the silent shots um, at 20 frames per second, and the which they love throwing this time around the 693 point autofocus system. Um, it's like it is. I mean, that, that's, in like, and they're talking, like, full coverage and everything, so 
they, this is really kind of geared towards photojournalists, uh, sports journalists. They're talking, uh, you know, I think they, the, one of their marketing video was like, uh, they were showing like a golf tee off and they were like, you can shoot 20 frames completely silently. It's like, cool. Um, I guess, yeah. Um, so it's like, it's on like this camera right here, which is a DSLR. The Sony is a mirrorless camera. So their shutter... So like, you know, on these, on this, uh, on this Canon camera here, it's a digital lens reflex. So there's a, if you open it up, there's a little prism mirror flap that opens and it, so it makes that clicking noise because it exposes the sensor behind the mirror prism so you can see it, then it shuts off. So that's why, uh, they're also marketing that in the Sony Alpha or the Sony A9 video that uh, when you look through the viewfinder that most DSLRs like a Nikon or a Canon there's a slight strobe effect that's because the prism mirror is moving up it's moving up so that the light can come through hit the sensor and then it's and then the sensor shuts it closes and then the mirror comes back so you can then see out of your viewfinder um, since it's mirrorless, the viewfinder that you see on the Sony A9 and the A7 and all that, uh, it's a it's a it's a digital image. So there's no like it's which is a good and bad thing, uh, but it's you're not gonna ever have that like that strobe effect when you're shooting at 20 frames per second. Um, yeah, and 693 points of autofocus is a shit ton of coverage on the sensor. So there's a lot of points of autofocus that. It's again. It's for sports journalists, photojournalists, and uh, looks looks pretty cool so far. It's the same body size. It's uh, they've now. I think they added. Make sure I get this right. Yeah, they now added like two memory card slots, which is like that's like having. I'll I'll take two memory card slots on anything. Uh, that's that means you can either back it up. So you can have like double copies, a, or you can do A and B, where you can do, you can record on the one card and record on the other card, pretty much doubling your storage. Uh, let's see. Yeah, same size. The batteries, I believe, are now double the size. They've, uh, they have a shot of any bat. I'm trying to see if they have any shots of the batteries. Yeah, these intelligent rechargeable lithium ion, they said they doubled now the, my biggest complaint in the uh, Sony A7S review I did about a year and a half ago, geez, uh, it was that the batteries were terrible. Like these, these Canon batteries here are pretty solid. You're going to get about two, two and a half hours of pretty solid time with these things. With the Sony Alpha 7 series, golly, um, the, ugh, those batteries lasted like 40 minutes, and if you were shooting in 4K, they lasted maybe 20, 25 minutes. So with these batteries here, they say it's double the charge, it looks a li little bit beefier, um, so I'll take it. So it's a, it's a positive in the sense that it's more, it's more memory slots and a larger battery, and it's still 4K, so it's all still kind of the same. It's, uh, the price is at 5000 so that means, which I kind of secretly like when a camera comes out and, or a new camera in the same line comes out, because that means the camera that I was wanting, like the A7S II, which looks really nice, 
that means that that price is going to come down because now it's got to make room for the A9 so it can sell at that high point and then it'll just keep coming down further and further. It was the same with like the Canon C300 when the C300 Mark II came out. I always wanted the C300. I saw it go from pretty much $15,000 to $8,000, which is a pretty steep price jump for a large cinema camera. But yeah, so the same thing applies for like this one. Um, that's one thing. Now let's move on to, uh, this is like a quick one. This is the, uh, the, let me see. These are the Icon, Icon, Onyx, they're calling it the affordable LED lights. Uh, let me show you some footage. No. Hang on. And if you're looking for any NAB news, check out Cinematography Database with Matt Workman. He's there now blogging. I would check out uh, nofilmschool.com. Reddit has some good stuff, like the Reddit r slash filmmaking is a pretty solid place. And then you can also check out cinema5d.com. I mean, they're an awesome new filmmaking news magazine, uh, sort of a magazine. Um, let's see. Let's go to some YouTube questions real quick, guys. Ice Entertainment says the A9 is great for sports with clear image zoom for their longest lens. Yes, cool. Uh, I will have to agree with you on that one. Yeah, I think they're, yeah, they're trying to show off this. Yep, they, exactly, they are, they're showing it off in these uh, product photos here, they're, that their long lens is there. Uh, let's see, our next question, ooh, I get cinema rig. Uh, the next question is, what is the best camera for $200? Um, something on eBay probably. Uh, check out eBay and I'll check out something very, very used. Um, yeah, $200. Wow, that's it. Maybe a webcam? Really nice webcam? I don't know. $200. A really nice GoPro? A used GoPro for... I'm gonna say that. Used GoPro on eBay. Hope that helps to Barack, Barack A with the cute koala bear uh, icon. Let's see, um, trying to think what else. Okay, so let's move on to, let's go back to the Onyx icon, icons, not icon. Um, these are, they're claiming these as the super affordable LED lights. Most LED lights, if they're a one by one, uh, like light panels, you're looking at five hundred plus dollars. Uh, if you even even if you're just on Amazon looking at like five hundred LED lights, LED you know LED lights that have five hundred little bolts, those are in the one hundred eighty plus range. I haven't found some solid ones by a reputable brand that goes for less than one seventy five. So they're saying that these can go for less than one seventy five. Uh, let's see, they were. Yeah, so this video right here. And no offense to these guys, these like these sales reps they have. I don't know where they get them. They're just it's like they're not it's like they're not filmmakers, but they try to be filmmakers or they try to talk to filmmakers the way they want to be talked to. I they're just these interviews are always shoddy with the sales rep talking about the it just, it's not a good interview. It, it, I mean, you need like a cinematographer there talking or like a filmmaker. You don't need a like 
product line manufacturer guy like talking about like the light and how it applies to the filmmaking art. It it just doesn't. I don't know. It's like it would be like. I would much rather have a race car driver, professional stunt driver, talk to me about this car than have the car manufacturer guy who works on the assembly line talk to me about the car. It just, you, you gotta pick the right people. But I digress. So they're showing these uh, super affordable LED lights, uh, the, the yellow ones there. The other ones, they're showing like uh, these here. He said, these are the onboard right here. And then you have these larger ones here. He said that this one is like 650 watt equivalent. And then he said that larger one right there is a 1000 incandescent bulb watt equivalent. But I think he said that this one right here is going for 159, which is a great deal for such a high color accuracy. It's got CRI 95 plus. That uh, little onboard, my, the little onboard one down here at the bottom of your video, that one's on board, and that one is, I think, going for, it said, 150-ish? The, the, the crappy part about this NAV show, and it happens a lot, is that they don't show, they never tell the price. Or they say, you know, NAV is always in Q2, but they say the products don't come out in Q2, and it, it's like, the guy said in this video that, that this is going to be released in three weeks. So it's like, why don't they just name the price there, you know, why... There's like fake hype. I don't. It, there's some fake hype in this. Uh, anyway, so that's that. That'll be interesting to see, like an affordable, because I can make some really nice uh, film making equipment that is affordable. They make some nice DSLR gauges, some shoulder rigs that are pretty affordable. Um, so it'll be interesting to see that. Uh, the next one I want to talk about is the Atomos Sumo. So Atomos is the video recorder company and they've come out now with a 19 inch HDR monitor recorder with 12 bit 4K 60p raw. Jesus Christ. Alright, so it's a huge studio or you know it's a calibrated monitor that you go on set with and you you know you can record into it, you can just use it as a as a field monitor so if you're recording, you just need something that's not in camera to look at it. Um, but you can also record uh, some serious heavy-duty uh, files right here. 12-bit 4K 30p at Cinema, D uh, Cinema DNG or 10-bit Apple ProRes. Uh, so that means we're talking FS5, FS7, FS700, C300 Mark III, C500, the Vericam LT. All of these are going to be able to SDI output to this monitor and you can record directly there. I mean, your follow focus, you, you know, they even have like a picture of here of our, our little first AC pulling focus from the studio monitor. Um, you can do live switching. They're talking about, they also were talking about Balance X, oops, Typo Cinema 5D. <laughs> um, just kidding. Um, they also have phantom power and uh, audio input so you could record uh, professional balance XLR audio into the recorder as well, so you wouldn't have to sync it up later in post. Um, I'm trying to think how that would work. I think you would run a, a either like if you like if you had an audio bag and you're in the field, would you just run a wireless XLR signal to that? I have to ask an audio guy for that. So y'all. Um, 
But you could, yeah, you could. So I mean, I guess you could do a line out of your audio bag into the recorder. But it seems it seems pretty cool. I think the price is twenty five hundred dollars. And it's going to come out in the third quarter of 2017. So it's, I think it looks pretty cool. It's, uh, Atomos has always made some good stuff, and it's nice to see them constantly stepping on the toes and kind of stepping into the realm of the Odyssey and uh, some of the other larger uh, camera recorders. Because Atomos did start out just kind of supplementing to the DSLR world, and now they're getting more and more into cinema and professional Production on set, on set in studio, live switching for your DIT cart and all that stuff. Quad SDI, because you know, yeah, that's, that's what you need. Yeah, there we go. The monitor, you can so you can monitor audio or you can record it. So either way, and they got the HDR. They're always promising that calibration. That's important. Uh, and then it looks like the record to. Their meet oh you need media solutions whenever they say that it means gonna have to call them for some oh, it's G G Ray looks like G Technologies nice uh 2.5 inch SSD so that means you're gonna have to buy it separately folks so you know what that means all right so let's talk about the last thing the biggest thing that everyone's been probably talking about and you probably all know about is the DJI. Ronin 2. So we'll just we'll just start off with some like you know the the really corporate fake ass filmmaking fake film that they always shoot that DJI DJI always shoots um, to try to showcase their Ronin. You know they did one for the Ronin one, the Ronin M, and the, you know now they're trying to now they're showcasing the Ronin 2 and. I'm going to compare this a lot, you guys, to the Moby Pro. If you're not sure what the Moby Pro is, I would pop that up in your in your browser. Moby Pro uh, is going now for $6,500, and that came out a couple months ago, about six months ago. Um, so what Mo? What, so what Ronin's DJI's classic model is is that they have large production scale. They're a huge company. They can outwork you. They can outbuild you. They can outprice you. You know, they can they can undercut your price by a lot. Um, what happened before was what happened. Um, Moby came out, free fly systems, and they, you know, Moby M5, M10, M15, all these were very cinema graded. And then DJI said we can do that too, and they came out with you know they already had gimbal technology in their drums, so they're like we're just going to put this in a gimbal system, handheld, and they made the Ronin, and then they made the Ronin M, which was a smaller version of that, um, and it was pretty much just copycat of the Movi. It's just you know different, slightly different form, but pretty much the same issue with it. Um, a lot of the issues with the Ronin currently was that you it was pretty much built for DSLRs like this. It was not really built for uh, large cinema cameras. You know, sorry, I'll transition back. It was built for cameras like this. Put it on, and it's pretty. You know, it can handle a little three-pound camera. It's good for like C100, C300s. C300s was probably the max I would go. Um, we have put a red camera on. I put we've put red Epics, red Scarlets on Ronin's, but that starts to like really put, you know, and then you're going to put cinema lens on that and that really starts to push the payload 
on the Ronins, and that's, uh, I mean, your battery's going to last a lot less, uh, so the motors are going to overheat a lot, they're going to, like, re they're really pushing uh, their efforts as far as it can. So what they've done now with the Ronin 2 is that their payload is now 30 pounds, uh, so it can handle pretty much a large red Epic camera, RE camera, and instead of, and you don't even now have to put the little compact Cinema Prime lenses, you can put the Master Primes on there, which are big, big, big heavy lenses, 10 pounds, 8 pounds, uh, they're, yeah. So, to do the math on that, with the cage, the Ronin weighs 12 pounds, and the, the Ronin, yeah, the Ronin weighs 12 pounds, and so it can handle up to 30 pounds, so that means you can easily carry up to 42 pounds of weight in your hands. Um, so I would get an easy rig too, or you, because you're going to like break your back or you're going to be able to hold it for like, you're going to be shaking for like 30 seconds and that's it. Um, but it's just kind of, it's a little disgusting because they've totally copied the Movi Pro and, you know, in terms of the like octagonal cage, the even like, even like the hand stoppers. They've copied all that. Even the freaking little feet at the bottom, they've copied that. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's business. It's how it works, but it's like, it's a total ripoff. It is the Movi Pro in DJI form. So the Movi Pro is $6,500. This, I would bet, since the Ronin is in the $2,000 range, that this is going to go probably $4,999, I bet. Maybe $5,500. Um, but it's, and I mean, it's just like, I mean, if you're just watching this video, it's it's everything that the Movi can do. Quick release plates, hot swappable batteries, larger motor. Let's even go to like, yeah, I talk about the hot swappable batteries. That's a Movi Pro ed edition. And I'm not saying like hot swappable batteries are a new, uh, you know, you know, patented technology, but it's, you're, you're just putting it, you're just, just copying it. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna do a Mofi Pro. We're gonna like, yeah, we're gonna cut the price by twenty five percent too. It's got all the follow focus motors built in. It's got all the. Uh, it even has the red camera integrations, so you could, uh, you know, you can control your white balance, your shutter angle, you know, frame frame rate and all that. Same exact way. Uh, same like the same exact setup as with the. With the, the with the Movi Pro, and I'm gonna, I'm just like repeating myself constantly by saying this, but it's it's the Movi Pro at a 25% discount. Um, even the even the touch screen in the back of this thing is the same. Like even even just naming the software like Auto Tune is the same exact thing they have in the Movi Pro. It's like uh, again, just uh, I'm beating this over, I'm beating you over the head with this, but it's. It's the same thing. It's, it's it's a Movi Pro. So if you so just look up Movi Pro stats. It's a little bit uh, except though the Movi Pro can handle 15 pounds. This can handle 30 pounds. So is that important? Are you ever gonna are you ever going to carry a camera that has 30 pounds? Maybe maybe not. And uh, but uh let's see yeah it's got the remote all that stuff blah 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 and then they make this fake ass movie inside DJI Ronin world like they're actually going to like put this in theaters and it's and strictly just it's just a Ronin only marketing movie um but we did have a debate today at the office that 
Okay, so $6,500 for the Mobi Pro, and I bet $5,000 for the Ronin 2, but, okay, so like, everything's even, except for the price, it can handle a little bit more payload. Now, let's talk about what happens when this device breaks. We, at Tommy's TV, we had a Ronin break, and we had to send it to support, and it sucks! The, the support is, it, it's all the way in China, so if you have to, if you have to send in your piece or your part, you have to send it to China, and then hopefully you can get it back, and if they don't just say like, oh, you, you know, we bought the Ronin for 2000 they say, yeah, the repair is going to be $3,500, it's like, no, I'll just buy a new Ronin. So, so I bet they're banking on it that you're just going to... If you don't buy, you know, if you buy a Ronin and it breaks, then you'll just buy another one. So I think with Movi Pro and with that whole company there, that it's a little bit more of a friendlier support system that they would, I feel like they're so small still that they would actually personally repair your, your Movi and then send it back to you and not charge you too much, maybe just to, if, or if they would charge you that, if they would charge you too much, like say, your Movi Pro, the repairs are going to be $8,000. They'll just say, like, hey, we're just going to give you a, a new Movi Pro with, uh, you know, with maybe a discount. I feel like I feel like their support is a little bit nicer and a little bit friendlier. So, that, I mean, but that that adds up. So, it's, it's do you want, yeah, it's like, do you want a shitty, you want a cheap product with shitty support? Or do you want a slightly higher price premium product with, better support so that when you actually need it because you broke your product that it's gonna help. So just my two cents, just my thought process on it. Um yeah, that is it guys. Uh just day one of the NAB show. There's two more days, three more days. I think it goes till Thursday. Hey what's up guys thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe so you can catch the next episode when it comes out. And if you haven't already head over to YouTube and check these vlogs out for yourself. Thanks.